Today's episode is sponsored by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Just go to Indeed.com slash BrainsOn right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BrainsOn. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, friends. Happy New Year. We're so happy to be back in your ears with a new episode. But before we jump in, we wanted to let you know about a cool thing coming up next month. We're going to be sending some super awesome brains on temporary tattoos in the mail to our fan club members in February. If you want to get the mailing, make sure you sign up for the fan club by January 31st. It's totally free to join. It's just our way of saying thanks for being a fan. You can sign up at brainson.org slash fan club. And if you're already a part of the fan club and want to make sure you get the mailing, you can go to the same site, brainson.org slash fan club, and make sure that we have your mailing address. Or if you've moved or you can't remember if you've given us your mailing address before, just head to that same website, brainson.org slash fan club, and fill out the form. Then keep an eye out for that mailing in February. Temporary tattoos coming to your mailbox. Okay, now on to the show. You're listening to Brains On, where we're serious about being curious. Brains On is supported in part by a grant from the National Science Foundation. Hey, Gungador. What are you doing? Trying to put finger in my nose. Finger won't fit. You're trying to pick your nose? Fingers in nose has name. Picking? Yeah. Well, then yeah, trying to pick nose. Want to stop twirling fur on my chin. You do tend to do that when you're thinking. I always thought it made you look smart. Thanks, Molly. Problem is, anything on my hand becomes on my chin. Cookie dough, tie-dye, grass clippings. That does seem like a good habit to break. Have tried so many things. Tried chili oil on chin so fingers would slide off, but that just made fingers taste spicy. Gungador likes spicy. Didn't work. Wore wool ski mask. Itchy. Had to pull chin hairs out of mouth hole. Still twirled fur. Do special sign. Mad little helper face say, No twirling fur! Still twirled fur. So... Now you're trying to find something to do instead? Right, and picking nose is better than twirling fur, right? Uh, well, putting your fingers in your nose can bring germs into your body. You should probably try something else. Really? Kind of a relief. My finger's way too big to go into nose anyway. Yeah, wow, you really couldn't pick your nose even if you wanted to. Okay, don't rub it in. Gungador doesn't even want to pick nose! This is Brains On for American Public Media. I'm Molly Bloom, and I'm here today with Miriam from Austin, Texas. Hi, Miriam. Hi. 
Today, we're talking about habits. And Miriam, you sent us a great question all about habits. Why is it so hard to break a habit? Yeah, some habits are so hard to kick. So Miriam, I want to know, did you have a specific habit in mind when you asked about this? Yes, I bite my nails and crack my knuckles. So when you're biting your nails, do you think about it at all? Or is it just something that kind of automatically happens? Um, sometimes I think about it. Sometimes I don't. So when you do think about it, what goes through your mind? Mostly which nail I'm going to bite next. <laughs> How do you decide? I look at the ones that are the longest. Mm. And so is this something you do every day? Yes. Have you tried to break either of those habits before? I've tried to stop biting my nails and it's really hard to stop cracking my knuckles though. So what have you tried to do to stop the nail biting? I've tried that icky nail polish that you can get at the stores. Did it work? Not really. Hmm. Is it really gross or is it really not that bad? <laughs> yes. It is gross? It's really gross. But you bite your nails anyway because you love biting your nails so much? Yeah. Gotcha. So have you noticed any habits that your family or friends have? Yeah, my brother bites his nails and my other brother sucks his thumb. Are they trying to stop doing those? Yes. My mom says she bit her nails too. Mm, runs in the family. Mm-hmm. How did she stop? She started using nail clippers and files to keep them short instead. Hmm. That might be something worth trying. If it worked for your mom, maybe it'll work for you. There are all kinds of habits, like tapping your pencil on a desk, fidgeting, playing with your hair. All of these habits are behaviors, so things that you do. But you probably don't have to think much about them. You might do your habits without even realizing it. Some habits are good, like brushing your teeth in the morning. Or looking both ways before crossing the street. But today we're going to focus on bad habits and how to stop them. To start, we need to understand why habits form in the first place. Producer Manika Wilhelm is here to help us with that. Hey, Miriam. Hey, Molly. Habits can be stickier than superglue on a kangaroo or superglue on anything, really. Like, you might get so used to turning off the lights when you leave a room that sometimes you turn the lights off even when someone else is still using them. Hey, I'm reading here. Oops, sorry. Anyway, doing a habit without realizing it is one sign that a habit is pretty stuck because it's really tough to stop doing something if you're doing that thing almost automatically without even thinking about it. But actually, doing something while you think about something else entirely is really helpful. It frees up your mind to be able to do other things. That's Kenny Amaya. He studies brains and habits at Dartmouth College, and he told me that the stuff we do without thinking about it like our habits, has helped us survive. If our ancestors had to stop and think about every single move they made, they wouldn't have lasted long. So if you could imagine back a long time ago, someone, you know, running from a saber-toothed tiger, they, for some reason, had like an itch on their face. Ah, face itch. But then they couldn't do two things at once because they, they couldn't automatically do it, and they had to stop running and itch their face. Ah, that felt great. Then they get eaten by the saber-toothed tiger. Whoops. Oh, yeah. Still worth it, though. Yikes. 
To avoid that, our brain makes some actions, like scratching, automatic. You don't have to stop and think about it. You just do it. Because doing multiple things at once is so incredibly useful. Still, habits take time to sink in, especially the ones that get super stuck. In order to get a habit, you have to do something a lot. And chances are, if you do something enough to form a habit, the action that you're doing is rewarding. You get something out of it. Lots of habits are kind of about grooming yourself, like picking at scabs or running your fingers through your hair or biting your nails. And you might not think about it this way, but things like this can be kind of calming. Do you think biting your nails is sort of calming for you at all, Miriam? Sometimes it is, but mostly I do it when I'm bored. Ah, so it's more of a boredom-busting habit. So in your case, the reward might just be feeling a little bit less bored. That's still a good reward, so you'll keep doing it, and your brain will set you up to do that habit all the time so that it becomes automatic. That way, you get that reward of feeling less bored or more calm without even thinking about doing the action. Kenny said there's three parts of the brain that are super involved in this kind of habit making. So we need a little brain parts roll call. First up, the prefrontal cortex. Here, not to brag, but I'm a brainy type. I keep tabs on your surroundings and help your brain decide stuff. Next, the striatum. Here, and uh, prefrontal cortex, all of us are brainy types. I, the striatum, turn decisions and observation into actions, which is also brainy. Duh. Last, the motor cortex. Here, and brainy as well. I make your body move. Great. So these are three brain areas that really matter for habits. And these brain areas are constantly talking with one another. They talk to each other with brain chemicals. One's called dopamine. There's another scientist called GABA, which is short for gamma-aminobutyric acid. So let's walk through picking up a habit. Like clicking a pen. If you're sitting at your desk and trying to pay attention, but you realize you've got a clicky pen, your prefrontal cortex might say something like this. Ooh, a clicky pen. Hmm, should we click it? I think yes. Striatum? Definitely. Let's tell the fingers to click that pen. I'll get that to the motor cortex. On it. Oh, wow, that click was exciting. It made a noise. It was satisfying. Wow, that was awesome. Do that again. So at this point, pen clicking is a fun activity, not a true habit. If you pick up a pen, you're still thinking about whether or not to click the pen. It's not super wired in, and you could probably stop without trying too hard. But you do get a reward from the clicky sound. Maybe it wakes you up a little, or you just like the springy feeling of clicking. So you'll probably click a lot of the pens you pick up. Can I get a pen click? Definitely. Clicks away. And each time you hear that satisfying click, your brain bits will get faster and better at doing that action whenever you see a pen. After enough of that, the conversation between your brain bits starts to sound more like this. A clicky pen. I, the prefrontal cortex, will decide. Oh, no, striatum here. And me and the motor cortex, we got this. You can do other stuff. Yep, clicking handled. Wait, you guys don't need me to decide about clicking the pen? No way, we're all set. You know what? That's great. I've been meaning to decide if I should have a quesadilla or tacos for lunch. I'll think about that instead. Have a great time. So over time, picking up a pen and immediately clicking it becomes a shortcut in your brain. And that shortcut frees up your brain to think about other things. Habits are stuck in your brain because your brain is actually designed to have them stuck in your brain. But like we've mentioned, not all habits are good. 
And not all stuck habits need to stay that way. Because here's something sneaky about habits. Eventually, the reward for a habit might fade away. If it's pen clicking, you might not even notice the click anymore. But your brain can still hang on to the habit, even after the reward goes away. In your case, Miriam, you said you bite your nails when you're bored. Do you feel like biting your nails actually makes you feel less bored? No, I think it's really just impulsive. That's the tricky part. Habits can just become something you do just because you do them. But luckily, we can break habits. And we've got tips about that coming up. Thanks, Manika. Oh, of course. Brains on. Miriam, are you ready for a sound that'll definitely be rewarding? Kind of. Okay. Well, it's time for the... Here it is. Okay, Miriam, what did you hear there? What are your thoughts? It sounded kind of like the footsteps of an animal, like maybe Mm. on dry leaves. I love that guess. Or shallow water or something. Very good ears. We're going to hear it again and give you another chance to guess a little bit later in the show. Brains On is making an episode all about bananas. And you know what we're putting in that episode? Banana jokes from listeners. Jokes like this. Hey, Miriam, what's a sheep's favorite fruit? I don't know. What is a sheep's favorite fruit, Molly? It's a banana. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. Okay, well, Miriam, what's your favorite banana joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Banana. (laughs) Banana who? Knock, knock. Who's there? Orange. Orange who? Orange, you glad I didn't say banana? Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) That's a good one. I bet Brains on listeners have a bunch of great banana jokes to share. We want all kinds. Knock, knock jokes, zingers, puns. Send them in at brainson.org slash contact. And you might hear your joke on the show. That's where this question came from. Hi, my name is Olek. My question is, how do 3D glasses work? The answer to that is coming up in our Moment of Um at the end of the show. We'll also read the latest group of listeners to join the Brains Honor Roll. So keep listening. You're listening to Brains On from American Public Media. I'm Molly. And I'm Miriam. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Gungador. Nice to see you again, Gungador. Normally you too, Molly. Not today. Gunga here with new habit problem. Another habit you want to break? No, habit I like. Drinking plenty of water. Oh, that is a good habit. Yeah, Gungador drink. One, two, three. Uh, well, more than one water glass for 13 days straight. Then forgot. Broke habit. Not fair. Take it easy on yourself, Gungador. Habits are different for each of us, and some habits stick with us more than others. Thanks, Molly. Today, Gungador woke up depleted and dehydrated. 
So Gungador ready to jump back in game like Gungador jump into burning lava to defeat Laser Fang. See? Here's Gungador's 11 water glasses. Oh, good for you. But hey, I have an idea that might make it easier. Instead of carrying 11 water glasses around at once, maybe you could have one glass that you refill? Why no Gungador think of that? Maybe get one of those backpacks with water straw. Then Gungador can do drop kicks and drink water at same time. Yeah, that would totally help. A habit will stick more the more times you do it, whether it's good or bad. But it also depends on you and how rewarding the action of the habit is for you, how much you like that habit. Still learning to like taste of plain water. But new water backpack will make Gungador supreme master water drinker. Okay, gotta go. So much water. Gungador have to pee. So, Miriam, are there any good habits that you're proud that you've formed? Um, I'm really good about getting my homework done in school. That's really great. That's super important. How did you become so consistent about doing your homework all the time? Well, if you focus on one problem at a time and not how many you have to do, then you can get it done faster because you're not rushing. Mm, So sort of staying in the moment, focusing on that one task is more helpful than thinking like, oh, I have this huge pile of homework to do. Yeah. That's really good advice. I think for grownups too. Let's get back to those pesky bad habits. Our pal, Ava Kian, is here with some bad habit-busting tips. She used to bite her nails, too. That's right. I bit my nails a lot when I was younger. High five, Miriam. I grew out of it, though. What are yours looking like right now? Well, they're really short. They're getting really hard to bite, even. Well, nail biting can feel satisfying and harmless sometimes, but it's kind of a bad habit. We've got so many germs on our fingers, and sometimes we'll bite too much and our nails end up hurting. I hear what you're saying, but I can't stop it. My nails are just there, and it always happens. What if I told you you could change it? I'm listening. If you think about it, tons of stuff we do every day are habits. Like how we wash our hands after using the bathroom, or fall asleep at the same time every night. And just like we form some habits, we can also change them. You're saying I could stop biting my nails? Exactamundo. Brace yourself, though. It's not exactly easy to do, as you might know. These good and bad habits work the same way, and there's really only one difference between the two. In one case, good habits, they're consistent with our goals. In the other case, bad habits, they're inconsistent. They challenge our goals. That's Wendy Wood, a social psychologist at University of Southern California. She's the author of the book, Good Habits, Bad Habits. Wendy spent the last 30 years doing research on habits, trying to understand what they are and why they're so difficult to break. Probably the best way to break a habit is to change the context. Context means things like where you are, who you're with, what time of day it is, what you're feeling, stuff like that. That's all context. Changing the context means changing those things. So Miriam, when do you catch yourself biting your nails? 
a lot of the time it's during class when I'm bored or even sometimes when I'm falling asleep or in the car. So in your case, your context is when you're bored and don't have other stuff to do. That's what triggers you to bite your nails. So if Miriam changes those things, will she be able to break the habit? Well, kinda. If you could find a way to change that context, maybe by having other things to distract you with, like noticing things around you in the car, like colors or smells, or even bringing a book or game to play wherever you go. So that'll make you less bored. But it's also important to stop and think about your habit too. That might make it so every time you're about to automatically bite your nails, you'd stop and think first. Remember the three habit-making parts of the brain? The prefrontal cortex, the striatum, and the motor cortex? Well, when you have to stop and think, it's like you're inviting the prefrontal back into the mix. Remember me? The striatum and motor cortex asked me to butt out when we were clicking pens. They didn't need me as much anymore because clicking became a habit. But now, with some new context, my skills are needed in the squad again. Welcome back, buddy. I missed you, smarty. And with your prefrontal cortex doing the thinking again, you can catch yourself and focus on the things around you. But it won't be easy. Bad habits stick around because our habit memory is sometimes stronger than our thoughts about how bad that habit is. So we can know we want to quit and still have trouble doing it. So if you're still having a hard time, there's one more trick that scientists have discovered. You might want to try this special thing called creating friction. Friction here means that you purposely make it harder to do your habit. When people want to quit using their cell phones so much, one way to do that is to actually put the phone away. So maybe in your backpack or in your purse, in a pocket, that's not easy to get to. So it adds some friction, some effort, some time before you access the phone. Friction is really helpful in breaking habits. To stop biting your fingernails, you could put on mittens or even sit on your hands. Have you tried anything like that in the past? No, not really. When I was having trouble with biting my nails, I would sit on my hands and it really helped. In the end, your goal is to stop triggering that bad habit and make it more difficult to do. Following Wendy's advice, you can experiment with changing the things around you and make it harder to do that habit. So maybe treat yourself to some new gloves. Thanks, Ava. You're welcome. See ya. All right, Miriam, are you ready to get back to that mystery sound? Yeah. All right, here it is again. What are your new thoughts? Last time you heard like leaves and animals. Maybe somebody scraping a whisk on the edge of a bowl while they're mixing. Ooh, excellent guess. Yeah, that kind of rhythmic whisking sound. Yeah. It also sounded a little like a keyboard. Hmm. This is a very versatile sound. Are you ready for the answer? Yeah. Here it is. My name is Krista, and my name is Holden. We're from Pasadena, California. 
That was the sound of our three bunnies chomping on lettuce. That sound makes us feel happy because our bunnies are having a yummy meal. Oh, cute little bunnies eating their dinner. Do you have any pets? Yes. What kind of pets do you have? We have a cat, a dog, and a lizard. What's the lizard's name? George. George the lizard. Does he ever eat lettuce like the bunnies? Yes. I wonder if they ever meet in the produce aisle of the grocery store. When an action is rewarding and you do it over and over, it can become a habit. You might do habits without even realizing it. They're almost like automatic actions. So thinking about your habit is the first step to kicking it. If you can change your environment a little or make your habit a little harder to do, you'll have more luck avoiding it. Breaking bad habits is possible. That's it for this episode of Brains On. It was produced by Mark Sanchez, Manica Wilhelm, Sandin Totten, and Molly Bloom. We had production help from Ava Kian and Christina Lopez, engineering help from Johnny Vince Evans, and editing from Phyllis Fletcher. Special thanks to Christy Wilkins, Emily Dugdale, David Ja, Emily Guerin, and John Miller. Now, before we go, it's time for our moment of... Um... How do 3D glasses work? Hi, I'm Pupa Gilbert. I'm a professor of physics at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. The first thing to know about 3D glasses is that they have one red lens and one cyan lens. Cyan is a color that is also called turquoise, or if you look at a cell phone screen or a computer monitor, it's usually generated by the mixture of blue and green. Red and cyan are two complementary colors. There is different from each other as two colors could ever be. Other couples of complementary colors are yellow and blue or magenta and green. But in this case, we use the most common, which are cyan and red. Why are they used and why do they generate a 3D image? Because two separate images have been acquired beforehand with two cameras, one with the red filter and one with the cyan filter from two different angles. Just like the two eyes on my face look at an object, let's say a cube, from two slightly different angles because they are at two slightly different positions. They have slightly different images of the same cube. Now imagine that one of my eyes or one camera is taking this image in red and one of them is taking it in cyan. Then these two images, red and cyan, are actually combined with the computer and then when you wear glasses and look at this computer combined image, you reconstruct the 3D image in your brain as if you were seeing it in three dimensions. Um, um, um. This list occupies every dimension of my heart. It's the Brain's Honor Roll. These are the amazing listeners who send us their questions, ideas, mystery sounds, drawings, and high fives. 
Asher from Modine, Israel, Jack and Sophie from Tambourine Mountain, Australia, Isabel from Camden, Maine, Jordan from Decatur, Georgia, Caden from Danville, California, Abby from Jacksonville, Florida, Natalie from Atlanta, Evie from Port Angeles, Washington, Banana from Centennial, Colorado, Hayden from Jacksonville, Florida, Lulu from Vancouver, Leah from New York City, Simon from Portland, Oregon, Anna from Waynesville, North Carolina, Melody from Nambuka Heads, Australia, Michael from Durham, Connecticut, Connor from Phoenix, Caroline from Pinehurst, North Carolina, Monroe and Arcadia from San Mateo, California, Cecilia from Minnetonka, Minnesota, Michael and Leah from Lawton, Michigan, Malcolm and Jonas from Hurdle Mills, North Carolina, Coben from Auckland, New Zealand, Ben from Mills, Massachusetts, Jack from Chatham, New Jersey, Sophie from Madison, Wisconsin, Audrey from Tulsa, Oklahoma, True from South Korea, Imogen and Matvey from Kiev, Ukraine, Adeline from Ramsey, Minnesota, Josie from California, Evangeline from Indianapolis, Tegan from Charlotte, North Carolina, Senna from Oakland, California, Anya and Claire from Grand Rapids, Michigan, August from San Francisco, Lila, Finn and Austin from Auckland, New Zealand, Emma from Austin, Texas, Abriel from Richmond, California, Connor and Ronan from Philadelphia, May from Tucson, Arizona, Logan and Isaac from Texas, Tess and Sasha from New Zealand, Edith from Moorhead, Minnesota, Mia from Auckland, New Zealand, Tyler from Tigard, Oregon, Porter and Holland from Clearfield, Utah, West from Shanghai, China, Layla from Liverpool, England, Brissa from Tuckanic, Pennsylvania, Olivia, Leo and Jason from Cary, North Carolina, Oliver and Thayer from Swarthmore, Pennsylvania, Abby from Brentwood, California, Genevieve from Pamlico, Lucas and Terrence from Eastville, California, Nico from Lawrence, Kansas, RJ from Cabolo, Texas, Elizabeth and Logan from Hudson, Massachusetts, Tanner and Noah from Bowdoin, Alberta, Laura and Liliana from Denver, Cannon from Columbus, Ohio, Lucas and Junia from Nashville, Chloe from Farallon, New Jersey, Natalie from Gibstown, New Jersey, Maya from Silver Spring, Maryland, Elise from Springfield, Missouri, Nicholas from Connecticut, Edison from Allen, Texas, Lily from Katy, Texas, Lillian from Austin, Texas, and Ellie from Folsom, California. Brains On will be back soon with more answers to your questions. Thanks for listening.